In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know about you, but one of the things I've noticed on my dog walks through the park is that this lockdown seems to have produced a new batch of runners. You can spot them easily in the park with their shiny white shoes, their tracksuit bottoms, their red faces, sweaty and out of breath. There are many things that make us run. Obviously, boredom is one of them. If you ever see me run, it's probably because I'm being chased out of fear or escaping from danger. Do follow me. People run for buses and trains when they are late. Children run on the playground out of excitement and friendship to play. There are many reasons why we run. Mary Magdalene ran on the first day of the week. She had gone to Jesus' tomb to grieve. But when she found the stone had been moved, she ran. She ran to Simon Peter and the disciple that Jesus loved. Maybe it was out of fear. Maybe it was out of excitement. Maybe she just did not know what else to do. So she ran. Once she told them what had happened, what she had seen. Now the three of them were running. Running towards the tomb of their friend and teacher. This gospel reading from John I think is able to capture really well some of the energy of that first Easter. In its confusion, its fear, its pain, its sorrow, and in its excitement. The empty tomb starts off by presenting the disciples with a number of questions. Why was the stone moved? Who had moved it? Where was Jesus' body? Mary Magdalene thought he had been stolen. The disciple Jesus loved, saw and believed. Jesus had told his disciples over and over that he would die and rise again. But it, it was only John, the disciple Jesus loved, who saw and believed at first. Jesus had risen. He had been transformed and he rose. And through this event, his disciples are transformed too. From being fearful and downcast, grieving the loss of their master and friend, into a joyful band of courageous preachers who told the good news and proclaimed that life with God beats death. The resurrection is ultimately about transformation. Jesus, who was transformed through the resurrection, now holds out the possibility of transformation, not just for his own original disciples, but also for us who turn to him in faith today. 
Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, speaks of that final transformation that awaits us after death. He declares that the risen Lord will transform our humble and frail bodies to be like his own glorious body. It is because of that first Easter Sunday that we can face death. We can face our own death and the death of our loved ones with a confidence, with great hope. But it will not protect us and preserve us from experiencing Good Friday. Each of us travel our own paths. We carry our crosses. And sometimes we will all face dark and difficult days. Being a Christian does not prevent us from falling into those difficulties and to finding ourselves in the darkness. But we can be assured that death does not have the last word. The God of the living will bring us through every darkness into a new and transformed life. After the death of Jesus, the disciples had lost all heart. The enthusiasm we saw from them when Jesus called them to this ministry has now dissolved away. We see this particularly in the story of the road to Emmaus, where two disciples are walking to Emmaus downcast. But their their encounter with the risen Lord totally transforms them. A sense that God has let us down or that God is not listening to us, that God has not answered our prayers, can undermine our faith. It can cause us to doubt and tempt us to turn away. But the hope that we receive at Easter makes it possible for us to resist temptation. We see that the Lord continues to meet with us as he met with his disciples on the road to Emmaus. He continues to call us by name as he called Mary Magdalene in the garden. He continues to breathe the Holy Spirit into us as he breathed the Spirit into his disciples who had locked themselves away behind a door. He continues to reveal himself through the bread and wine of the Eucharist, continues to meet with us in the sacraments. The risen Lord continues to meet with us in our weaknesses in our brokenness, in order to renew and transform us. We need to give the risen Lord the opportunity to work in our lives. We need to be like Mary Magdalene, to seek out the Lord, to search for him. And one of the ways that we can do this is through our prayers. 
we can be sure that in seeking the Lord, he will come to us as he came to Mary Magdalene. And in coming to meet us, he will call us to be messengers of his Easter joy, his Easter hope. He will call us to share in his life-giving word. The word that brings light and love to the world. This is the calling that God puts on each of us. Through our baptism, we commit ourselves to sharing in this work of being bringers of light and love, particularly to the dark corners of our world. And don't we see plenty of darkness at the moment? This is our Easter mission. This is our calling as Christians. This is what we need to take up afresh this Sunday. As we renew our baptismal vows, have this calling in the front of your mind. As we say again those vows of turning away from evil, and turning towards Christ, set this on your heart to be bringers of light, bringers of love, bringers of God into our dark and scared world.